Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And together we are Family Pot. Well, that was good. You know, we managed to stay together. Using a different format to record with, uh, our usual recording app kind of crashed, and I can't figure out what's wrong with it. So if there's anything wrong with your sound, I apologize right up front. Uh, other than that, how is everybody? All right. Okay. It looks a lot better already, so that's a good thing. That's a good sign. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, first and foremost, thanks uh, for listening. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you're uh, an old listener, welcome back. Uh, also want to say, if you want to help us out, uh, Patreon is a good way to do so. Uh, one, three, five, ten. It's a monthly donation. Uh, if you can't do a monthly donation, buy me a coffee is a one-time thing. If you can't do either one, the easiest way to help is, is, you know, if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends on social media. And if you don't enjoy the show, honey... Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Mom is the word. Exactly. So tonight we head to Vermont in 1945. Fortunately, we learned how to time travel with the, you know, in the time traveling episode. So that'll make it easier. Uh, we're going to hear the story of a handful of strange disappearances between 1945 and 1950, these disappearances uh, were accompanied uh, around the same time by sightings of monsters and UFOs and strange people. Uh, tonight, we visit the Bennington Triangle and, and try to get a read on it. Let's see if it's as sharp enough to cut us. So, with that out of the way, uh, Krista has some weird facts. <laughs> That was actually very delightful. I haven't heard, heard the woo in a minute. So, um, 
Hello everybody, welcome back to today's facts. Hope you missed them. Uh, we always miss oh, your facts, silly. You don't want to miss them, that's why we're listening. <laughs> well, I was saying hope you missed them, because I didn't get any facts in last week. That is true, you did not do facts last week, you are correct. Because I left early. How sad. Because those people were drunk and crazy. Yes. They were drunk. And crazy. And crazy. A little crazy. Mom was also a little crazy. I'm always a little crazy. Okay, so today's facts are out are about covered bridges to visit in Vermont. Yay, Vermont. Yay, Vermont. Vermont. Yay, Vermouth. Wait, no. no. Oh, by the way, VT means Vermont, so you can just say Vermont when you see it. Huh. Uh-huh. All right, so Woodstock Middle Covered Bridge. Woodstock, Vermont. Uh-huh. That's where it's that's where it is. Uh-huh. Um the year it was built was 1969. So was that the same year as the music festival? I, I don't know. Possibly? I feel I don't like know. maybe. I'm not I guess I could do a search. As I do. Um, the materials to build it were timber. The bridge line is 124 feet. And it does have pedestrian access. Ooh! Um, I already read the, read the first list off. Correct! So I'm not going to read the, um, whole thing to it. But basically, it's a very beautiful place. And people should visit it when they get the money. Because apparently Vermont is expensive. Or Woodstock in general is expensive. Yes, Woodstock, the music festival was in 1969. Cool. So they must have made the bridge around the same time. Yeah. Um, I assume so. But yes, it's a very beautiful bridge, and people like visiting it for the scenery. And the best places, the, the best times to visit it, people say that the best times to visit it are, win- are during the winter season, and middle season. Um, though I think it's all just opinion. Opinion based. So what's, Depending on what you find more beautiful. What's peak middle season? I'd have to, is that like a, a vacation season? Or is that skiing season? What's that could skiing be skiing season. season. Fall. Okay, fall. Yeah, okay, there you go. Peak fall, fall spoilage. Because isn't Vermont where they go uh, at White Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. You're right. Because they sing the song about snow, and it's about Vermont, and when they get there, there's no snow. Yep. Yes, and, and one of the um, state facts were that um, it's travel-worthy skiing in the state of Vermont. Oh, Okay. Um, the next one is... Spell it. I'll help. So, Q-U-E 
And then cheek. Queechy? Queechy sounds about right. Could be worse, it could be Monchichi. Um, the year this one was built was 1970, but it was reconstructed in 2012. The materials to build it was steel, the bridge length is 70 feet, and it has pedestrian access. Well, don't most covered bridges have pedestrian access? I mean, I only know from seeing them in movies. I've never even... See, I think some are shut down due to either people reconstructing them or just them not being stable enough to hold cars to go over under them anymore. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you don't want to drive over a bridge that won't hold your car. <laughs> exactly. Also, some covered bridges. That too. sounds like a crashing bad time. Yeah, especially if the wood falls on the house. Anyway, um, I'm pretty sure it would be really bad if, like, steel fell on your car. So you'd probably die. Um, <laughs> um. Wow, so that, it, and that's in Queechee, Vermont, you say? Yeah, Queechee, Vermont. Crazy place names in Vermont. It's like one of the few states I've never done stand-up. Yeah, never done stand-up there. Mm -hmm. This one is Taftville Covered Bridge. How about New Hampshire? Have you done stand-up in New Hampshire? No, no. My guess is the oven hasn't gone all over. No, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine uh, are, are uh, I've not been to. Alaska... And uh, Hawaii. Uh, and I've been in every other state doing stand-up. Except for Washington, D.C., but I was in Alexandria, Virginia, which is right outside of it. You've been in Japan? State, honey, not country. Um, what country is that? The United, United States. States. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not very good with biology, and you know it. Uh, biology? That'd be, <laughs> that'd be geography, my my Krista, my Krista. And, yeah, I've seen Canada, but I've never been in it. Well, that's something. I'm done. I'm tired. Well, you got three more facts. I know, Krista, we're so horrible, we put upon you so much. But I love you. <laughs> Mom, are you okay? <laughs> yeah? No? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, fact number three? Yeah, before that, I was going to talk to you guys. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm allowed to speak. Of course you of are. Of course you are. It's history. I'm bad with history. History? But we not were talking true. about geography. Yeah, but I'm also bad with history. No, you're not. You're I'm great with history. history. I'm terrible you, with history. You know that crazy people put maple syrup on car windows on TikTok? I, I don't understand I don't understand TikTok, so I don't either. I don't, I don't. Like I have it because 
I want to understand. I want to start doing some stuff for the podcast, but that's why I'm trying to get into it because I feel like we don't have a. I mean, they're trying to fix their car window. They're but you can't fix it by putting. It's Gen Z, mom. It's Gen Z doesn't understand. It's they're putting maple syrup and Crest toothpaste and. Blade plastic, glad plastic wrap on the car window. That's insane. Yeah, they think they're going to fix it. They're not. Okay. Anyway. People trying to spend less money and end up spending more money. Well, I just, you know, it's whatever. I just, I thought it was, I thought it was appropriate because maple syrup may come from Vermont. It might. I and think they lots had of trees in Vermont. Yes. Okay. In fact, we'll talk about that later in the episode. Number three, Krista, or, or the next thing, what, whatever you were going to talk about. Passville Hubbard Bridge, Passville, Vermont. The year it was built was eighteen thirty-six. The materials it was made out of was timber, and the bridge line. Longer than the first one is 189 feet. The pedestrian access, not there. Well, that's kind of a bummer. Um, it is a bummer, but at least you get to see pictures of it. Oh, well, it's pretty. It is pretty. But it was built longer, like I said, it was built longer back, and to repair it a fair amount mm-hmm. to, to keep it usable. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Because if I remember right, it's mostly made out of wood. One would assume. The next one is called the Millbrook Covered Bridge. I see. In Hammondville. Ham- Hammondville. Mm-hmm. The year it was built was unknown. The materials used to build it was timber. The bridge length is also unknown, and pedestrian access is unknown. There's not enough we know about this one, but, you know, it's a very simplistic, kind of beautiful, covered bridge in Vermont. Very nice. It's a private, it's a private one. Oh, okay. That's cool. Very nice. And I checked, Taftsville is not named after William Howard Taft, the president. Apparently, Taft and his family came from Ohio, which is not next to Vermont. Well, there you 
But I heard Taftville, I thought, well, it has to be related to Taft, but nope, not at all. No, I'm sorry, you guys. But this is the last time. Aww. Aww. We are all so sad. I'm very sad. We are. Bridge number five. The Cornish Windsor Covered Bridge. Cornish New... Yeah, it could be. NH. New Hampshire. New Hampshire and Windsor. Windsor? Windsor? W-I-N-D-S-O-R? Windsor. Windsor and Windsor, Vermont. The year it was built was 1866, so pretty close to the last one. Yeah. Um... Materials it is made out of is timber, and it does not have pedestrian access. Now I'm going to tell you the bridge length. It is longer than both of the other ones, or than all of the other ones. Can you guys guess how long it is? Uh, one thousand five hundred feet. Mom. Fourteen. It is four hundred and forty-nine feet. That's not bad. That's 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 sizable. I am glad it is not open to pedestrians because pedestrians would die. It is over water. Right. Aren't all the bridges over water? It is okay. No. Okay. But um this one is made out of timber. It is made over water, and I know why there is no pedestrian access, because it was made in 1856. So it's basically... Wood is bound to wither down at a certain point, and after 1866, it starts to slowly wear down. It is now 2022. Right. If somebody were to walk over that bridge, I'm pretty sure the whole thing would start to fall. Could be. I mean, I, I just... Figured that if it's still being used, then they're keeping it up. But, I mean, if it was made in 1866, it's probably pre-car. It's almost certainly pre-car. So it was made for horses and people. But these days, where, like, we don't get around by horses and and walking anymore, uh, cars would have to take it. But, I I mean, it may just not be a usable bridge anymore. Maybe they're not keeping it up doesn't have any pedestrian access to it. You think if there's no pedestrians allowed on it, you know, there's no cars allowed on it either. Well, they're big hunks of metal. Humans yeah. can be very light to sort of heavy. Well, when, when they say no pedestrian, and I could be wrong, I was just assuming like, like, it has a separate lane for people to walk on. Like, there's the, the middle part where people can drive or, you know, whatever. And, like, if but if it was built in 1866, then it was also almost certainly built for horse traffic and people to walk on. But they wouldn't have distinguished it back then. It just would have been one bridge. They wouldn't have given people, like, a, a footpath or anything. Uh, because they weren't thinking about cars when they built them. Pretty sure that it's like no access whatsoever. Well, it could be if they're not keeping it up. Absolutely. You know, 
if, um, I feel like they, they, the Vermont is smart with what they have to say about things, and they, you know, know when to stop letting people walk over bridges that are almost 100 years old. Well, they certainly wouldn't want, you know, Bing Crosby or Danny Kaye to do it, so. Why would they let their people do it? It, I was still talking about White Christmas. I love that movie. You've never watched it. Movie. You've never watched White Christmas? Nope. Oh, Krista. And I don't plan on it. Oh, Krista, you have to. Oh, no. I'm going to make her watch it now. Yeah, me too. No, I'm not. not We're going to put yet. her in a chair. Not and yet. Then... Tire in a chair? Yeah. Can we tie her in a chair? No. no, we wouldn't tie her in a chair. I'm just playing. Me too. Although duct taping her into a chair would be funny to think about, not funny to actually yeah, no, do. Yeah, we wouldn't. Not funny to actually do. Okay. Well, that is the end of my facts. Wow. Those are some good facts. You've been killing it on facts yeah, lately. Yeah, you've been doing really good with facts. Well, I'd hope so, because... I took a break, and I am tired. School has been a little bit stressful, and I will not lie, that winter break is sounding really good right now. Yeah, I, I hear you there. All right, well, let's get... By the way, thank you for your facts, Krista. Didn't say thank you, but... Let's get into the Bennington Triangle. Okay, the area was chartered in 1761 by Vermont Governor Benning Wentworth. Now, basically what, what Benning did was he just, like, looked at a map and he started making all these plots, right? This is going to be a town, this is going to be a town, this is going to be a town. Because he was kind of, he felt like he was in competition with New York, the state of New York. So he just started making towns. Didn't matter if there's people there or nothing. Just like, well, we made it first, so it's ours. And so he makes Bennington, Vermont. Named it after himself. Bennington. Bennington. And he also made South Glastonbury. Which was, there's a mountain right near there called Glastonbury Mountain. So when he made a town in that area, he called it South Glastonbury. Now, he didn't really, like, when, when he was drawing out, he didn't look at terrain. He didn't look at what what was in it, I, you know. And, and Glastonbury has the, South Glastonbury is mostly the side of a mountain. So as you can imagine, it was probably going to be difficult to settle. Now, uh, they it didn't get settled until 1800. And remember, he chartered it in 1761. Uh, it was settled slowly, mostly by lumberjacks. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And 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 I'm be, they built a few things. They built a lumberjack's bunkhouse in the in the area. They built a one room schoolhouse just in case any of the kid people moving there had kids. Uh, of course, there's a logging camp because there were lumberjacks and several kilns for creating charcoal. Because back in the day, what they used to do was just take trees, bits of trees, throw them in a kiln and burn them. And when it burned down to to blackness, that was charcoal. And I don't know if they still make it that way or not, but that was the way they made it back back in the day. No, it's probably just all fossil fuels now. Now, there was also uh, a few homes, uh, a meeting house where they held religious services, and a company store. And that was it. That's all that was in South Glastonbury in 1800. Now, the town grew slowly. Uh it's fortunes rising with the timber industry and the charcoal industry. A train was built to get supplies up the mountain to South Glastonbury and to get the charcoal down the mountain. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that would that was kind of a... That could be very um, dangerous to move the kind of stuff back then. Right. Well, they created this nine-mile railroad track mm -hmm. that rose 250 feet per mile. So that's pretty steep. And depending on limited resources, though, proved problematic. Uh, like I said, they settled it originally in 1800. Now, it had been plotted as a town in 1761. So it took a while. By 1894... The slopes of, uh, of Glastonbury Mountain were cleared of any trees larger than a sapling, and with nothing, nothing else to produce, the town kind of had to reinvent itself, because they couldn't do lumber anymore. All they had left were sa saplings. They couldn't make charcoal either, unless they wanted to burn the saplings, and I, I guess even in the bad old days, they didn't they left the saplings to grow to the larger trees that they would want again one day. So, and and mind you, at this point, all we're doing is we're looking at South Glastonbury because it's sort of the central area of this Bennington Triangle. It, it's where a lot of the high strangeness happens. So I just want to kind of examine the area and give everybody a feel for it. Now, Let's take a moment from our, for a word from our sponsors. It's just a word from our sponsors, Christy. You don't have to react so strongly. I know. Wow. No, I, I, I leaned back on my chair and I popped my back into four different sections. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Okay, so let's take a moment for a word from our sponsors. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, hon, how do you feel? sponsor. Yay. There, yay, there you go. That's that's awesome. So, let's get back into to Glastonbury and and that area. So, at, when we left the town had basically run out of trees and their economy was dependent upon them. So, they had to reinvent themselves. And what they decided was to reinvent themselves as a tourist town. Okay. So the railroad rebranded itself the Bennington Woodford Electric Railroad. Mm-hmm. It began to use trolley cars instead of rail cars uh, because trolley cars were more reliable and tourists liked them better. It had with great trouble converted the boarding house into a hotel and the company store into a casino. By 1897, everything was ready and the town opened up for a successful tourist season. However, without the trees, the area was prone to flooding and soil erosion. And before the next season, a massive flood wiped out the railroad tracks and the town was doomed. By 1937, both Glastonbury and nearby Fayville were stripped of their township status by an act of the General Assembly in 1937. So let's go back a little bit. Now, the the local American Indians feared the land on Glastonbury Mountain, or at least they they weren't they didn't like it. They they either feared it was Huh? They avoided it. Yes, they avoided it, except as a place to bury their dead. It's the only thing they used it for. So, it was good enough to bury their dead, but they didn't want to do anything else with it. I see. And they also told some strange stories. For example, somewhere up on Glastonbury Mountain, according to the American Indians, it is a stone that would swallow trespassers whole. A stone? Yeah, like if you step on it, it would, a big hole would open, you'd fall in, and it would close up, and you'd never be seen again. Further, according to local hunters, uh, they claim that crosswinds on the mountain make it very easy to get lost on Glastonbury Mountain. So... And it didn't do too well hosting a town. We've seen that. 
the town failed pretty spectacularly. Yeah, because, I mean, they took away the trees and then bad things happened. Now, in 1867, a wild man is sighted. And when I say a wild man, when I was when I was looking this up, I thought, oh, Bigfoot, cool, he makes an appearance. No, it's not Bigfoot. Not Bigfoot at all. Uh, when we say a wild man, it's an actual man, but he's misbehaving wildly. He'd come down from wherever he was holed up in the mountain and expose himself to the wisdom of Glastonbury and Bennington. So, yeah. Like, like, expose himself. Like, expose himself. Okay, so he's a pervert. So he flashed people. Yes. He showed them his Mr. Happy. Whether they wanted to see it or not. Well, that's not okay. Now, 25 years later, in 1892, mill worker Henry Dowell murdered John Crawley by bashing him on the head with a rock or a chunk of wood. We don't know which. By the time Dowell was caught, several hundred miles away, he confessed the murder, claiming that voices told him to do it and he couldn't resist them. He was committed to the Vermont State Asylum where he remained till some years later when he hit on a train that brought coal to the asylum. He was never seen again. They locked him up for being kooky. Well, no, they locked him up in the asylum for being kooky, but he somehow snuck on the coal train, vanished, nobody ever seen saw him again. So he escaped. Oh! What? Yeah, yeah, very... Now, also in uh, 1897, a 40-year-old Woodford resident named John Harbor was mysteriously murdered at his deer camp in Bickford Hollow. He has a deer camp. What is a deer camp anyway? For hunters, they will make a camp where they will bring the deer to dress them out. They'll use it as a base camp when they go hunting. They'll sleep there at night. They'll they'll skin the deer and, and separate its meat and whatnot there. But otherwise, they're out hunting. Well, they said about... Uh, so, folks uh, near his camp heard a rifle shot and then heard Harbor's voice claiming... I've been shot. They set about searching for him, but but did not find him until 11 a.m. the next morning. His his back was against a tree in his camp, and his rifle was leaning next to him. It was clear he had been helped to the tree and was not shot in this location, but no one knew who had helped him or how he had come to be shot. And he was dead when they found him, so... He wasn't much of a help. Well, now also around this time, 
well, in like 1912, is the first UFO is is reported. <coughs> okay. But it's it's not reported as a flying saucer, but rather a group of lights in the sky okay. over Glastonbury Mountain. Now, according to MUFON, that's a UFO. I, I don't know if it qualifies as UFO or lights, but it's the first one we're seeing. <laughs> Now, at some point in the early 19th century, a coach driver was crossing the mountain and noticed his horses were having trouble in this in the torrential downpour he was driving through. Mm -hmm. It was then noticed that there were strange footprints on the ground. The carriage driver dismounted and began to examine the prints when something struck the carriage several blows, knocking it onto its side but not before the passengers had managed to escape. The creature that they, they saw they described as being eight feet tall or thereabouts, hairy and smelly. And eventually this creature became known as the Bennington Monster and has been seen multiple times to this day. Well, that's open. It, it, at least it's not a guy exposing himself. Well, I mean, I mean, probably not. I mean, unless, okay, that's way out there. I'm not going to say that. What? My brain just went, well, I guess it could be a guy exposing himself if he got bit on his himself and it just kind of grew astronomically and took off on its own. But that's like... That's even farther fetched than a monster. <laughs> so let's talk about the disappearances. It was so bad he just skimmed right over it and kept right on rolling. Did you see that? Well, no, I just didn't have a response to it because uh -huh. it there was there was nothing I could say that wasn't going to be not PG-13. Oh and so I decided to just let it go. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's nothing PG-13. Well, maybe, but there's nothing in my brain right now to say about it that is PG-13. So I just let it go. Okay. Okay, let's go to, let it go forever now. So let's talk about the disappearance. Disappearance says, I should say. The first disappearance was 74-year-old Mitty Rivers. Now, Mitty was a native of the area and worked as a hunting and fishing guide. Mm -hmm. Because of his job, he was completely familiar with the woods, obviously. One day, Rivers led four hunters up onto the mountain. Things were going fine until their trek back to camp. Rivers got a bit ahead of the group and, and uh, vanished completely. Now, the hunters he was leading just expected that he had somehow gotten to camp faster than they did. So they just went on to camp expecting to catch him up to him there. But when he wasn't there, they began to panic. Well, yeah, I mean, that would freak you out for sure. So they reported his that, that he turned up missing. Uh, police and a group of volunteers <laughs> combed the area for hours. No luck. Uh, babe, you, you, you have to cough. I mean, even if I if I didn't talk over it, 
and I cut it out, it, coughing happens. It's okay. I love you. But Rivers was an experienced woodsman, so they were fairly confident they would find him in no time. But search attempts continued for over a month, and no trace was ever found. Now, local lore has it that Rivers disappeared near Bickford Hollow, the same place John Harbor was murdered years early. Now, the next person to vanish, vanish uh, is the most infamous of all the Bennington Triangle disappearances. The case uh, most talked about. On December 1st, 1946, 18-year-old Paula Weldon decided to take a hike on what they call the Long Trail. Mm -hmm. She left her dorm at Bennington College and walked into the woods. She was easy to spot because of her bright red coat. Plenty of people saw her that day, including on the Long Trail itself. But Monday came and Paula didn't show up for her classes. The college called the Sheriff's Department... 400 students and faculty assembled to help look for their missing classmate. A massive search party of a thousand people, bloodhounds, helicopters, and even a clairvoyant combed the area diligently for weeks. A $5,000 reward was even offered. But on December 22nd, all efforts came to an end. There was no body, no clothes, no evidence, nothing. The Quality of Paula Weldon's search party was met with scrutiny, and because of this, it led to the formation of the Vermont State Police. Basically, at that point, they, did, they didn't exist, and people were like, well, there's a bunch of college students and volunteers for the most part, mm -hmm. so people weren't happy that, you know. Sure. Now, something else, and, and people will say to this day that it is bad luck to wear red while hiking Glastonbury Mountain. And, and we'll get into that a little bit more. So let's go to the next disappearance. Third person to disappear was on Columbus Day in 1950. And just as a personal note, I'm really tired of Columbus Day. Uh, I, let's call it Indigenous Peoples Day and, and really do it upright. Because Columbus was kind of a jerk. That's what I hear. Now, in 1950, eight-year-old Paul Jepson was waiting for his mother in his family's pickup at the dump they were caretakers for. But when... Why would a dump be caretakers? Because, like, it had pigs there for some reason... Oh, amongst okay. others things and they had to feed them and it was okay now like Paula Weldon Paul was wearing a red jacket so he should have been easy to spot uh -huh. but Mrs. Jepson couldn't find him anywhere frantic she called for help and another search was launched hundreds of town folk joined the search scanning the dump and surrounding roads even the mountains they implemented a double-check system where as soon as one group finished searching an area, another group would search the same area. Even Coast Guard planes were brought in, but all was useless. Bloodhounds borrowed from the New Hampshire State Police lost Paul's scent at the intersection of Easton Chapel Roads. Local lore that says that Paul's scent was actually lost at the same place Paula Weldon was last seen. 
After the search had been called off, Paul's father disclosed a peculiar piece of information. Paul had mentioned that he had an inexplicable yen to go into the mountains lately. Paul's disappearance made him the third to go missing in roughly the same area. Okay, I'm um, so just the. Uh, were they saying that this child said that they had a yin to go somewhere? Because I kind of feel like that's not really how a child talks. A word that an eight year old is going to use. Not yeah, that's what his dad said. Was that he had a yen to go into the mountains? I'm sure it was just him bugging dad. Dad, I want to go up into the mountains. But. Okay. You could describe it as a yen, but I don't think an eight-year-old would. Right. And as I said, there were pigs at the dump uh, his family were caretakers for. He literally just said it like, I yearn to go up in the mountains. Father did. Father said it like that. Well, no. Yeah, no, I know yin's different, but like, I yearn. Yeah, yeah, his father said something about the, the his son was had a yearning for the mountains. Anyway. Okay. So one popular theory is at the time, which the newspaper suggested, was Paul wandered off and was later eaten by the pigs, thus explaining his disappearance. Oh, yeah, so I've kind of heard that about pigs. Others uh, speculate that Paul was actually abducted near Easton Chapel Roads, mm -hmm. carried away in a car. That would explain why the bloodhounds lost his scent. Sure. Either way, the newspapers did what they do best and ran wild and soon started to wonder what was going on there. Of course. And Paul Jepson was never found. So two weeks later, on October 28th, 53-year-old Frida Langer had left her family's camp east of Glastonbury Mountain near the Somerset Reservoir to go hiking with her cousin. She was an experienced woodsman and was completely familiar with the area. About half a mile from camp, she slipped and fell into a stream. She decided to hike the short half mile back to camp, change her clothes, and catch back up. She never returned. When her cousin got back to camp, he was startled to learn that she had never came back. No one had seen her come out of the woods. Local th authorities were quick to launch another search, alarmed at another unfathomable disappearance in the area. Once again, all efforts proved to be hopeless. They found nothing. The Bennington Banner, which is a local paper, picked up the story and raised a disturbing question. Right. How did Langer disappear completely in an area she was so familiar with? Now, this one actually takes place a little earlier than the other four, two, oh. the last two. Uh, it was December 1st, 1949. James E. Tedford had been visiting relatives in northern Vermont. He boarded a bus in St. Albans and en route to the Bennington Soldiers' Home, where he lived. But he never arrived. Somehow he had vanished without a trace, without ever getting off of the bus. Even the bus driver had no explanation. This account is often seen as proof of paranormal happenings. Uh, it is, it, it, but it's hard to say because he wasn't actually reported missing until a week later. 
so at that point, nobody is being interviewed freshly. It's all from memory. Well, yeah. Why would you wait that long? Because he was by himself. He was living at the soldier's home. So when he didn't show up, I mean, he's an adult. And well, obviously, I guess that's fair. it's not like he's, he's uh, an invalid. He's obviously able to get around. Right. So, you know, maybe they just thought he stayed. But, you know, after a week, that's when they started searching. Because at that point, they knew he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Yeah. And that's the problem when adults go missing. Yeah. Children tend to be a little bit better because if our Krista goes missing, the latest she can go missing is about 4.30. Right. And if she's not home by then or I haven't heard from her by then or you haven't heard from her by then, then we panic and we're going to know. So, you know, unless she missed her bus or something, we got a good shot. Well, if I missed my bus, though, the first thing I would be doing, because I know if I leave you guys alone... If, After you, if, she, if, if she leaves us alone, like, we can't be trusted on our own. <laughs> I meant not in that way, Mom. I, I know, meant, but I just, I thought it was funny. I'm I sorry. meant if, like, if I were to miss my bus, if I left y'all alone without, like, letting you know that I accidentally missed the bus, you guys would be like, oh my god, where is she? Mm, fair enough. If the bus is left, I would message you. Uh-huh. But... By the same token, mm-hmm. if you get a, if 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 you're working on site mm-hmm. and you get off at four thirty and you're not home until six, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll call you at that point. But I'm not super worried at that point because maybe you stopped and got gas. Maybe you decided you wanted something to eat. Maybe you decided to pick up dinner. With an adult, there's a little more. Well, maybe than with a kid. Sure. Uh, now, this one also is counted, but it's it's fairly earlier. Uh, on November 11, 1943, 37-year-old Carl Herrick went missing in the woods of West Townsend, about 10 miles from Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. The search for Carl lasted three days without finding a trace, but towards dusk on the third day, Henry stumbled, stumbled upon Carl's body. He was laying on the ground in the woods, motionless, his loaded rifle leaning against a tree 70 feet away. Uh, They found what they reported as huge bear tracks around Carl's body, but the official postmortem was baffling. Carl was reportedly squeezed to death. His lungs were found to have been punctured by his own ribs. Weird. Yeah. The bear sat on him. The bear was trying to scratch his back on the tree, and he was in the way. Well, I could see the possibility. So those are the the disappearances that are, and and mind you, through all that time and to this very day, there are still lights and strange UFOs seen in the area. Uh, it's MUFON has has dozens of reports, and and that's where I had to go because otherwise it just says lots of UFO sightings here. And then you go, okay, what were they? And nobody has any information. Well, MUFON has has about a good dozen or so that I was able to find near Bennington that are in this area. 
so since 1950, whatever force was causing people to go missing mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be a thing anymore because nobody has gone missing since that time. Well, that's kind of a good thing, though. Yes, it does. So. Yeah, it is. It's a good thing. Yes, it does. It, it, it does seem to be a good thing. That's what he was. So, and, and the Bennington Triangle has been the subject of, a, of three different books, two by the same guy. And, and, and here's the thing. This is, it's fascinating to me that these people are missing. And there's lots of neat little dovetails, like the guy going missing near Bickford Hollow, which is where the other guy was shot. And even like the guy getting shot... You know, he's left sitting by the tree like someone tried to help him and then just was like, oh, he's dead right. and left, which I guess is a thing that can happen. But <laughs> sure. But yeah, that so that's. And the Bennington monster, a.k.a. Bigfoot, is also still sighted quite a bit in the area. Well, sure. So that is what we have. So, either one of you want to go with your final thoughts first? I just... I mean... Honestly? Wait, wait. So, I mean, okay, so there's a lot of things going on here, but overwhelmingly, like, it's in the same general area, but there's not a lot else going on here. It feels like some kind of bear came up and ate people, or mountain lions, or people drowned in the rivers. I mean, it's a... Okay. Very forested, so, mountained, just... Listen, I feel like this is some something that Florida would pull. What? <laughs> I feel like this is something people would, from people from Florida would pull. This feels like a Florida joke to me. I don't know why. What do you have against Florida? Nothing, but the craziest people can be there. Hey, we have some people in Florida. Yes, but the people can, from Florida can confirm that are, there, there are some of the craziest crackheads in Florida. Did she say crackheads? Yes, she I did, did say crackheads. On our podcast? Yes. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, the people we know in Florida, well, some of the people we know in Florida are crazy, are, 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 are out of their mind. Yeah, it's really, you know. But 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 to be fair, this this whole subject if, about Vermont really confuses me for no reason. I'm not sure what the main subject is going to be here, other than people are insane and need to get off drugs. That's it. Well, <laughs> the idea is is that something and maybe maybe the exposing dude maybe he. Maybe he just drank too much moonshine. 
Yeah, exactly. Because I think man. that's a Vermont thing. I think moonshine is definitely man. a Vermont thing. Man, man's got way too drunk. Man's is homeless. Man's, man's don't. Man's just woohoo, 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 woohoo. I don't. What's your final thoughts, sir? My final thoughts are. This all is other than the UFOs and and the the the, the monster the the Bigfoot. This all wrapped up inside of five years. This feels like a lot of bogus. I don't know. I I, I don't know that it's bogus, but if it was still happening, then maybe we got something. But for five years. Unless you're going to try to sell me that there's a curse and 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 like the person who cursed the place got what he wanted five years later, I kind of can't go with it. There's just not... A, I mean... <sighs> oh, by the way, listeners from Florida, I was not trying to judge you guys in <clears throat> any way possible, but you know who I'm talking about. I do. So, uh, okay, I guess it, this is the way it works out to me. You've got these, these disappearances of these people that were, for the most part, alone. Right. On an area that either, that is regrowing trees. So it's kind of a scrub area. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's easy to get off the trail in a place like that. It's sure. easy. It, I mean, plus, why do you leave the kid in the car for an hour while you go and check the dump you're, you're the caretaker of? And even if his family was, why didn't you take him with you? Or at least, you know, okay, you go play in this, like, little pit area here where the pigs can't get you, and I can see you while I do what I do. Yeah. You know, it just... I don't know enough about the disappearances to be able to, like, like the what I, the sources I gave you, the, the information, that's all there is. And so it just seems like, like in the 19, from 1945 to 1950, people didn't know how to hike worth of crap in this area. Yeah, and they just like, they got lost or swallowed eaten by bears, sat on by bears, like sat, sat on, on by guys. bears. And, and I mean, there is certainly some weird stuff, like the guy who, whose lungs were punctured by his own ribs. He like being squeezed to death is a weird thing. Like if a bear is gonna squeeze you to death, it's usually gonna take a bite or two. Right. Well, but my thing is if like if people do what guides tell them to do on the internet, it's literally just lay on the floor. This mind man might have not known how to defend himself from a bear, and the bear saw him lying on the ground, and was just like, eh, is dead, and sat on him while scratching his back on the tree. Right. 
like I said, there, there, there's some, there's some interesting weirdness there. But at the end of the day, there's just not enough of it for me to think that this is a thing. Right. You know. Exactly. Like I, I could understand if there are some of, if those some of those those stories were real in Vermont, but right. some of them are just. I feel like Vermont is very bored, Too and they want more people stretch. to. Yeah, they want people to care. I just think it's, you know, this place, it's not a city anymore for the most part. It's all around South Glastonbury or near it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a mountain that was, you know, uh, logged to death. And, you know, it, it, soil erosion and flooding. Right. Two things that can cause you to go missing in a hurry. You know, yeah, if, if you're walking up a mountain and the soil under your feet goes voodoo doom and you go sure. sleep. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. So I guess the thing for me is that I would almost wish I knew more about the, the, the Bennington monster and the UFOs. Because those at least are to some extent unexplainable to me. Whereas this everything else is just kind of, eh. yeah. I mean, and and I guess the, the most chilling thing I would have to say about this mm -hmm. is, like, if the Native Americans didn't use it and didn't want to use it, maybe you should listen. Sure. But, you know, Benning, the governor that, that, that founded, you know, South Glastonbury, wasn't trying to, to, he was just trying to build Vermont by filling it with full of towns. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess just, I, <clears throat> there's a lot of paranormal things I really like and really wanted to believe in. And I, I hope this would be another, you know, Bermuda Triangle or Bridgewater Triangle. It's just not. It's just, you know, this sad little, and, and I mean, without some sort of theory that you can test, it's just, eh. Right. Eh. Eh. All that eh. So, well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. What are your thoughts? Feel free to send them to us. I'll always love to hear what you what you think. I uh, want to say thanks to Bill Barrett, who does our theme music. Uh, if you need music for a project, any project, Bill's your guy. Reach out to him at Bill Barrett, B-E-H-R-E-N-D-T, at sbcglobal.net. He'll be happy to help you. Uh, thanks to Paige Elmore of Reverie True Crime, who helped with our logo art, along with our own beautiful Krista. Thank you, Paige. Also want to... Also want to say thanks to Aaron Ganurk of the Big Dumb Fun Show who continues oh, to help no, promote a suit. We'll say it. Thank you, Paige. There you go. And as I was saying, thanks to Aaron Ganurk of the Big Dumb Fun Show who continues to promote us locally. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, join us next week as we we go history and maybe a little true crime for our investigation into the Nuwabian Nation cult.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.